Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 24. It's Monday, July 27th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for tuning in. Bo Brady is on vacation this week, I guess. But my man Laddie's here. Laddie, the, I'm here. Hey, hey, Laddie's the host of Laddie Lucky and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5. Hi, Laddie. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for being here, bud. Hey, man. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> hey, we got real hoots this week. Let's have some fun with it. As always, you can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops, that's H-A-U-S of Hoops, and we're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us at 901-300-6575. Anytime, leave us a voicemail, you got three minutes. How's it going, bud? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Uh, it's just you and me. Bo said he may hop on later. I don't know. He's got the invite to the Zoom link. So if he gets free, he's on vacation, but if he gets free, he'll join us. Yeah. It's not likely, though. If I know Bo. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's He says it's kind of chaos right now. and I didn't even know he was still going to be out of town. Otherwise, I would have. Just told him to forget about it, but he wants. <laughs> he, I mean, he wants to be here, so we'll see what if he makes the effort. Or right? Not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, today on the show, apparently we've got real basketball to talk about, sorta. Yeah. Well, sorta. Yeah, the games don't count, but some of them have been entertaining. I've I actually watched more than I thought I would have time to watch because I was out of work all weekend. Um, yeah yeah we had some within my circle my personal circle of people i live with there's been some coronavirus shit going down uh i got my results back uh yeah i'm clean i'm negative but uh there's some other stuff going on so we'll see what happens with all that that have you done anything what have you been up to since our last uh show there (laughs) 
Uh, just kind of man, just working and trying not to get the Rona, and uh, you know, just trying to get, trying to work, and that's pretty much it. Okay, Laddie, we had a little uh, six hundred dollar bet last week. Did you see or hear of any players testing co- positive for Corona this week? Not yet. Not yet. Not not yet. Well, the week is up. Did I? Did we say what, it'd be one week, or did I say before the season started? It was a week. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I mean, Lou Williams, we don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, we can roll it. Yeah, right? We can roll it through. We can push forward till the beginning of the season. I mean, it's only $600. Just pay it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. But, uh, no, it's another good week, it, it appears. Yeah, the Lou Williams yeah. thing. I guess we can start there if we want. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that's kind of it's, I think it's a funny thing just because like the whole situation okay. with obviously people don't know he left the bubble to go grab food. He just happened to do it to get chicken wings at a strip club. But on the flip side is that the strip club actually named the chicken wings after him. <laughs> So it's kind of like, all right, but he went, it was in Atlanta, it wasn't even in Orlando. So he left to go to another state to go hang out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like he went down the road to do something. Okay. Well, the, what I, well, the impression I was given that he was out of town for a family matter. Right. Which is why he was in Atlanta. And then sure, he told NBA security that he actually kind of went out a little bit. So he went to Magic City's. The Magic City Gentlemen's Club for a short yeah. time. And uh, he says he went for the food. He says he was in and out. But, I mean, he hung out for a minute. He was in there. Like, he went there, probably uh, was hanging out, ordered food, waited for it to get ready, and then took off, I would assume. Well, well Right. But I think the one thing that got him is the guy who took a picture of him <laughs> and then put it out there on social media. And then he backtracked and be like, oh, that's an old picture. <laughs> And then in the picture, Lou William is wearing like the masks that they gave him at the bubble for COVID-19. So like if if this dude's your boy and I get it, he wants to he doesn't want to snitch on you or anything, but he better do a better. I, you know what I'm saying? Like last year, people weren't wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh yeah. If 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 you want to lie for your boy, you better you better get your lie right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he backed himself into a corner there, and he shouldn't have been right. doing that. So he's gonna have to pay the price. He's got ten days quarantine awarded to him. Right. That's a bummer for the Clippers. They've got he's gonna miss. I think the first two games of the eight game seating schedule. Right. So not the end of the world for them, but I mean, those are the kinds of mistakes no. these guys can't be making. You're compromising a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I agree. You know, Lou, Lou Williams, there's nothing wrong with him getting a, you know, some food, whatever he wants, but I mean, you got to send somebody to go get that or something. You can't just be hanging out in strip clubs. But are strip clubs even open? I guess they are in Atlanta. Well, yeah, apparently, like I don't, th- I don't know if they are here. Like, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. We don't really. That's have, a good question to yeah. ask. You can't stay six. How you gonna stay six feet apart unless you just dances on the stage? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. Shoot, dude, you know. Yeah. Well, 
Lou Williams isn't the backbone of that team. He's kind of a sixth man. So Right. The Clippers will be fine for a couple games without them. They're probably not gonna fall out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that I I yeah, for sure. But that's a letdown to your teammates screwing around like that. It's not like if you're Pat Beverly or somebody in the bubble and you're kind of, you know, you're playing by the rules and you're making compromises, sacrifices, and then one of your teammates is out there not doing so. I mean, that's just a bad look. It's not, I'd be, I'd be a I little mean, upset with my teammate a little bit. Well, that's, you're right. I mean, it, 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 it like, I, I, dude, I, I get it. Everybody gets it. But I mean, like you're trying to, there's a goal that you're trying to get and his mind is not obviously at that goal right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, you shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have gone out. And that stuff like that is why I think that someone's going to get it. Yeah. I mean, what if he didn't report that to NBA security and just gets allowed right back into the bubble? Right. And, well, and, and, and like what I if said, he did ha- pick it up? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? No, 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 you're good. You're good. Keep going. No, I just mean like, what if he, you know, what else did he do that he didn't tell us about or that he didn't tell NBA security about? Whose car did he ride in? Right. You know, I mean, there, there, there's other things. But they said he was te- getting tested the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else did he do? What else could he have gotten into that he didn't fess up to because there wasn't photographic proof? Right. That's when you start compromising. Like, if he doesn't tell anybody, if that, if that photo doesn't come out, and maybe he doesn't tell anybody. And maybe he gets allowed right, right back into the bubble. Next thing you know, he comes up positive, and and everybody around him that's been around him is compromised at that point. Right. And it should be okay as long as people are keeping their hands clean and their masks on, but as we know, that's not always the case right now. Right. But, oh, well, hey, he's got a quarantine. He's got 10 days of detention. Right. But, but you nailed it. Being basketball is back. Basketball yes. is back, so that's a good thing. Basketball is back. I've been I've been watching it ever like I've been trying to watch it as much as possible and like looking at games and keeping up the scores and mm-hmm. things like that and you know so it's fun. Yeah, I've been checking out the box scores. I've been watching a few games myself. Right. The virtual fans kind of freaks me out a little bit. Oh really? Yeah, I'm actually watching the uh, Lakers Wizards game right now. They got the virtual fans up. It's just really yeah. weird looking, dude. It is. Well, they did it in baseball games too. It's just it is odd. Yeah, it's super strange looking. It is like some straight up black mirror shit. Mm-hmm. It is like it's just kind of creepy looking to me. I wonder what the players I would like to hear more about what the players think about it. Is it weird to them? <laughs> and also how do you no, get you're right. And also, how do you get on there? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't that is se- crazy. I haven't seen anywhere. Like, how do you sign up for that? Is it only issued to like a? Maybe it's a f- drawing from season ticket holders or something. I think so. I think season ticket holders get the first. Uh, like in baseball, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. There's given like if you, if this is your seat and you're a season ticket holder, you get the option of getting it or not. If you don't, then they're going to give it this whoever's next on the line yeah so it's like probably based on seat price 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't much like it. I think it's kind of crazy looking because <laughs> it's all yeah. choppy and they're just kind of like bouncing around back there. You can't really see them that yeah. clear. It's just so weird. It looks weird on TV. By all means, keep doing it. Like, like I, I'm going to stop it or anything, but it's just, I'm not used to, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, well, you said you saw some basketball, man. I mean, who, you know, what, what, what are you, what are you thinking about some of these teams, man? I mean, you said, you know, some of these teams are playing full on, ball players and some of them aren't some yeah. of them are playing the bench some are playing you know so what, what's your take so far of it so far it looks like the coaches are kind of all doing their own thing there's really no rhyme or reason to it most guys aren't getting a lot of minutes i'm seeing a lot of minutes in the low 20s and then the teens as far as like your premium players i guess uh-huh. most of the rotations are weird though some of them are really short rotations let's say the coaches are going with like an eight-man rotation, and they're giving the three guys off the bench a lot of minutes. Uh, I've right. seen I've seen a lot of weird stuff. It's kind of evolving as we're watching. I've been trying to keep up with the minutes and what coaches are doing. They're like Dean Tony the other day. He didn't play a lot of guys, but it looked like he played the bench guys a lot. He, he wasn't playing Westbrook a ton. Harden got 35 minutes. Eric Gordon got 30. Russell Westbrook got 26. Okay. So Harden played. Daniel House got 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is it's it seems different between coaches. Like if coaches feel like a guy needs more run, then he's getting more run. Yeah. Uh, so we watch, I guess I don't know if Embiid is really hurt or not, but Embiid has not been playing much at all. He played like a 12-minute game. And I think he was held out of a game. Right. I don't know. I didn't really study a whole lot because <laughs> the games don't really mean anything yet. What game mm-hmm. What game did I watch? I did watch the Indiana-Dallas game on Sunday. Indiana looked really good. They got a super deep roster. They're like, they, yeah. they, look, they look like a team, like a well-prepared team. I really like Indiana, the way they're playing. They played Dallas, and they beat them. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything, but oh, I'm looking Still, at they're good. They're, 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 they're 2-0. Yeah, and they got Oladipo. Yeah. Oladipo's playing. Yeah. It's interesting. We'll see what they can do in the playoffs. But those uh, that top-tier East, like one through six, they got some good teams over there. Yeah, they do. I do kind of like Philly. I mean, Philly looked pretty good. They, the other day they played the Grizzlies and waxed the Grizzlies. But then again, they, they played uh, the Thunder pretty close too. They uh, they beat Oklahoma – or they lost Oklahoma 102-97 to yesterday. Okay. Did you watch that game? I watched some of it, yeah. I mean, Oklahoma looks pretty good, which is so weird because, like, you know, people are having to step up, you know, mm-hmm. and on that team. But they look pretty good, you know. What did I see? I saw SGA was playing a lot of minutes. He's getting a lot of minutes. But he needs to. He needs to be one of these dudes who kind of breaks out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had 16 points. He led the, the he led him to 16. You know, look, but, but what's so weird is, like, 
with like Oklahoma City, just you know, just them, it doesn't look like they have a lot of. And don't get me wrong here, but besides Chris Paul, they don't look like they have a lot of all stars on their team. They look like they have just a crap load of role players. SGA, Gallinari, Adams, Schroeder, Noel. Like these guys are good players, you know, Robertson. You know, these guys are good players, but they're not like all stars. So it kind of seems like they just kind of gel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is Oklahoma City the Indiana Pacers of the West? I mean, I. Mm. Just really well put together teams, well coached. Mm, maybe. They're pretty deep. I mean, they got some guys down there. I saw something earlier this week that there's still 10 guys missing from the bubble. Oh, really? Yeah, like 10 players. That number's probably gone down. I know Bledsoe returned. There were still guys missing. And some of that may have been from having coronavirus already and then coming in late. Right. Zion returned. Yep. He uh, returned to the bubble. We'll quarantine immediately. That was on Friday, so he should be getting out of that either today or tomorrow. Austin Rivers left the bubble for an urgent family matter. Yeah, Oklahoma, I mean, I like them. I like what they're doing. I like the way they were playing before the hiatus began. Uh, Right. Yeah, Philadelphia, Embiid didn't play in that game. He only played. No, uh-huh. he, he only played twelve minutes against the Grizzlies. That first scrimmage. I don't want to break down too much of the scrimmage yeah. games because it's so wishy washy, and different coaches are doing different things. Right. It's hard to really know why they're doing certain things or what they're trying to well, get what out it looks, of the games. Right, but well, what I'm looking at too is, is here, like some of these teams are playing the bench players more than they're playing the starters. And then mm-hmm. some teams like Houston are playing the starters more than they are the bench players. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, whatever strategy you want to do, you go into it. But I think, I don't know, man, I think a good rotation is kind of maybe resting some of your star players might be the right thing. Cause God forbid, what if one of them gets hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they don't, if they're not ready to come in and compete, I mean, you're taking this kind of like preseason. Yeah. Where it's like they do need to be ready to play because you want to win those games when the seeding games begin. Right. So if a coach or a player doesn't feel like they're ready and they want to get run, then I guess you got to give them run. Yeah, for sure. You want them to be in top shape and ready to go. But, yeah, the, the, the risk injury is so huge for a game that doesn't count. Yeah. I mean, and it's so, it's so weird. Like you're starting the season over with only eight games left, you know? So it's like, all right, well, let's see what happens. And I mean, without the guys playing, without them being in shape and all this, I think a lot of injuries, I mean, even with the Grizzlies, Justice Winslow, he's out. You know, he didn't even get to play a game with the Grizz, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Justice Winslow injured his hip on Tuesday, I believe. Or yeah. Maybe, it was Monday, Monday night or Tuesday. That's just a practice, right? And he's out. We'll never know. I guess he could be back by December, but they're calling him out for the rest of this season. I don't know. Yeah, the Grizzlies probably aren't going to have like a long season, even if they do make the playoffs. Yeah, like I, prob- agree. I agree. They're probably going to get knocked out pretty quick if they make the playoffs. Well, 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the Grizzlies, you know, we're always talking about some of these teams, but let's talk about the Grizz real quick because we live in Memphis. Hey, like, they look like tr- Let's go on down to Grizzly World. <laughs> Grizzly World? You mean Trashville? They look bad. They looked really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't get it, man. They just looked really, really bad. They look like they're out of sync, like they didn't know what was going on. And look, and I, I don't know how it is, but it looks like where they're playing and how they set it up, it looks just awkward. So like the camera angle is basically showing from like one side, right? And where it's showing on the opposite side where the um, – it looks like sm- like three rows of be- ble- uh, bleachers. They've got all these like LED screens up there. So it looks really compact on that side. So I think the whole – I think the whole court's kind of compacted with the stuff on the sidelines too. Hmm. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But, I mean, dude, the Grizzlies just look off. And then again, like I said, I watched Houston the other day – yesterday, and Houston looked great. Against the I mean, they look good the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think again that comes down to what teams are ready, and a difference in Houston and Memphis. A blatant difference to me is uh, Houston's like all veterans, and Memphis yeah. is all young guys. They would have a hard time. I mean, this is an unusual circumstance where you're picking up after being off and just being thrown into these high-level games. I don't think they have the veteran leadership to handle this. And that's the difference between what Houston's doing. I mean, they look comfortable and Memphis just looks so out of sync. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a, it's really just having the experience and having like the focus and the preparation preview. You know, these guys have been through shit like this, not exactly like this, but they know how to turn it on and turn it off, and they know how to stay ready. It's not like a big shock to them, you know, like a veteran player. This isn't like a big shock to a veteran player. Right. I think a lot of that is the Grizzlies' youth. It's going to take them a minute to get ready. They don't have a whole lot of time. It's a tough break, but, you know, this is this Grizzlies team has overachieved as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, the... the uh, expectations the expectations are already pretty low for them so whatever they do and whatever they whatever they are able to accomplish is just a bonus i think as far as the grizzlies go. i know yeah i agree yeah the grizz the grizz the, but bo was right it appears they are just gonna play these guys they're gonna continue to play their starters until they get knocked out one thing, my takeaways from the games, let's see, the 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 76ers game was just trash. Like, I don't even want to talk about yeah. it. It's garbage. Guys can't make shots. Guys are turning the ball over. Everybody just looks so out of sync. And right. nobody's hitting shots. Uh, the second game, a little better, I thought. Memphis played a little better. Uh, they still lost. They played Houston, we just mentioned. Maybe it was just me, but I had like a bad feeling in my stomach that whole game. The whole game, I felt like somebody was going to get hurt. Like maybe the guys were feeling a little uneasy and maybe there's nobody there to tell them to like calm down, keep breathing, relax. 
You don't have to try your hardest. Just play smart basketball. But, dude, when Jaron Jackson Jr. like tweaked his knee, he fell so awkwardly. And it took him a, it, he like grimaced on it. Like his face didn't look right. And it took him a second to get back up. Thankfully, I guess he was fine because he went down a couple plays later and had a good play. And then it was like, dude, that kind of shit can get in your head. Like you see a guy mm-hmm. almost get hurt. And then like you're kind of on edge as you play. Maybe you've got, maybe it's in your head like, oh shit, don't get hurt. Oh shit, don't get hurt or whatever it is. Cause then later in the game, we saw John Morant go up for what could have been an easy dunk. And he kind of hung on the rim a little bit and his feet went up from under him and he lost his grip on the rim and fell straight down to the hardwood, like on his side or on his stomach. I couldn't really, I don't really remember, but. And that was a tough fall. He bounced up like a 20-year-old should. But that was two plays where I was like, oh, my God, what, is, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like, who, what is going on? Like, pull those two dudes out of the game. They're done. Like, there's something going on there. And maybe I'm wrong. But in my experience, once you get your nerves get a little tight, no matter what you're doing, the probability for accidents because you're thinking about what you're, you're thinking about what could happen instead of what you're doing. The probability for accidents just goes way up because your mind's not in the right place. You have to be, yeah. you have to be loose and having a good time and, and playing the game and focused on what you're doing, not thinking about what could happen. And once you see a guy get hurt, or a guy almost get hurt, it can really it can really fuck with your psyche. And I felt like that was what was going on. I'm so glad nobody got seriously hurt, but I just had a bad feeling that whole game. And, yeah. the, and the whole time I'm just thinking, God damn it, can we just start the real games already? <laughs> can we get into this? And John Morant played 31 minutes in that Houston game, which – Leads me to believe that either Coach Jenkins or John Morant don't think that he's quite ready yet. They don't think that he's playing fluent. They don't think that he's got his game where it needs to be as the as yeah. what I would say the leader of that team. What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, I think they're out of sync. I think they don't know what's going on. I think this has just been a – I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I think some people have it and some people don't. I think the teams with veterans are going to be the ones that go further in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think young teams like I think young teams like the Grizzlies, as much as we love them because we live here, aren't going to do as much because they just didn't know how to maybe keep their body conditioned during all this. Maybe they didn't know certain things about it. Um, and, and look, I'm not saying their veterans are better than rookies by any means. I'm just saying that I think the veterans kind of know even though this Corona shit's going on, I think they're kind of like, all right, well, this is what we kind of need to do. And we have to be ready just in case where these young guys are like, oh, man, I'm going to chill out and I'm going to do this. And, you know, now granted, John Morant gained some weight. Zion gained some weight. Some of these guys look better. They took care of themselves. But I think maybe these younger guys may not have, I don't want to say take it as seriously, but I don't think maybe they didn't um, prepare, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for, for the past couple of months, they didn't prepare knowing, okay, this is where we're going to be. This is our situation. 
you know? I mean, you have still some guys still going to the club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Lou Williams should be a, he's a veteran. He should know not to do that shit. You still have him doing that. Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying. But I, but I, <laughs> but I think, he, but I think you nailed it too. Didn't Jimmy Butler go up there and buy his players like basketballs, basketball goals and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. They didn't have access to them. Uh-huh. I mean, but, but that was what, two months ago, three months ago. Mm-hmm. So if, so if you're a rookie and you, you're, even if you're a good rookie or like you're a good second year player and you're going to have a longevity in the league and your player has to buy you a goal, just so you can practice on you know, like, like I said, your your mindset is is messed up, but I think everyone's mindset is messed up. With that being said, yeah. So I think uh, I think I, I, I do I mean, know what you're saying. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Well, it's you're talking about a guy that's. I don't know about you, but in my life, I didn't take anything really too seriously until I was in my late twenties. I was twenty seven, twenty eight yeah. years old. I didn't take anything seriously at all. I mean, really. Right. No, I, and, yeah, I agree. And I agree. What that comes with is just mental maturity. Your mind has the capacity to absorb more and maybe you're more self-aware. You're more conscious of what's going on around you. You're more comfortable in your own skin. So right. these guys are out of their element. This is something they've never been through and and perhaps these young guys just they're just not mentally prepared for it and then you've got a team like memphis that's all young guys and there's really no veteran leadership in there i mean you've got anthony tolliver but is that guy he's new he's new to the team like i think if we still had jay crowder and maybe solomon hill maybe this would be a smoother transition perhaps because guys like John Morant, they looked up to Jay Crowder a lot, I think. Right. And they just don't have well, you know, that we, presence around them. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we talked about this on my radio show. The majority of the kids, and I'm not saying all of them, so don't get me twisted here, but a lot of the kids, high school, middle school, and whatever, as soon as they said you can't go to school and you have to work, you have to study and learn from home, a lot of the kids' grades dropped. A lot of them did. So if you're 17, 18, 16 years old and you're in high school, then they say you don't have to go to school for the rest of the year. You get to learn learn from home. Well, of course your grades are going to go bad because you're going to stay up and play Fortnite or stay up and watch a basketball game or do something else than what you're supposed to do because it's a different what you're – you know what I'm saying? When you go to school, when you go to work, they say, all right, Jeff, you're going to have – this is how your day is going to be. We have X amount of work to do. You have this amount of work to do, and you get in the mode to work. But when they sit back and say, well, we don't know when you're going to go back to work, so have fun. Shit, man. <laughs> you know, you're not going to put in the effort of everything because you it's just a big question mark. Yeah. And I so I like, think it's the same. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. well, it's just it's just the same thing as these young kids. If you sit there and say, all right, well, uh, we may graduate. We may not. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, why do I need to study tomorrow if I don't know if I'm going to take a test the next day? Or, you know, why do I need to read this book if I'm not sure I'm going to have to read and have an essay on it, you know, so which is not a good mentality, which isn't as I know now at 40 years old. But but at 17, it's like, fuck it, dude, I'm going to stay here at 23. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay here. And I think that's what happened to a lot of the well, a lot of the players. Yeah. And uh, I think the lot of what you're speaking on is the uh, mental maturity and knowing how to what's important. And how to recover from 
uncomfortable situations. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, get a guy that's in his 30s, you know, he's going to be able to adapt to a situation a little quicker than a kid in his 20s, you know. He's just going to be more, yeah. he's going to be more worldly aware, you know. You've just seen more shit in your life. <laughs> ten, uh, year, ten no, years is a I, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years is a long time. So I, I think that's going to play a big part into it in the overall aspect of things. You know, like, I mean, you're really not probably not going to have to worry about LeBron James or Russell Westbrook or Mm-mm. some of these, you know, <laughs> some of these players. I don't think you're going to have to worry about, but you're going to have to worry about the younger ones and see what happens. Like I said, and, and that's why the whole Lou William thing is literally kind of like crazy in my eyes. Because, I mean, the guy's a veteran. He won six man of the year before. The guy comes off the bench and will get 30 if he won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and for you to for for you to go through all this and do all this stuff too, like dang, dude, is like no one taking it serious? Man, uh, I think he was. It was like a I'm playing hooky from school situation. I don't think anybody's gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, but when the yeah, but when the NBA championships on the line, you can't have that mentality. Yeah, you know, you're you're on one of the teams that could possibly win the NBA championship, and all you have to do is hurry up and run through eight games before you get to the playoffs, dude. You're gonna have all. You're gonna have an off season. It's gonna be a short one, and we don't know what's gonna happen. But if everyone does their shit right and wash their hands, wear their mask, and stay six feet apart, guess what? This thing may end by the time next season starts. So go to the club then. Plus, the girls will be able to give you lap dances. Why are you going to the club when you can't even talk to the girls and hug? <laughs> hey man, apparently Lou Williams gonna do Lou Williams. That needs to be a shirt. <laughs> Lou Williams is gonna do Lou Williams. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the NBA is kind of using him as an example, too. They probably didn't have to quarantine him for 10 days. <laughs> they really probably could have done like a four-day, like it was supposed to be. But yeah, I think they're kind of like using him like to set an example. Like, y'all can't be doing this shit. You're compromising too much. Well, also, new new shit's come out, too, where they're saying that, like, so if, if you and I are working together and someone that we work with is, gets tested for the coronavirus, they basically say, hey, you need to get tested within three to four days to make sure that it kind of ran your, the course and actually you got it. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, they're kind of saying, oh, if you find out yesterday or someone gets tested one day and finds out that they were exposed to it, got tested, like you may not have it yet. I, I don't know how it works in your system, but they're saying give mm-hmm. yourselves a couple of different days. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you're so, right. It can it, take every, it, it can take time. That's why they have the long that's why they have the four day quarantine as like the minimum. Right. Absolutely right. And then you're gonna get tested right after that four days is over again just to make sure, man, maybe he doesn't have it. So Yeah, you gotta get tested. 10 days, you gotta do two right. negative tests within 24 hours right so rejoin the bubble yeah well thank goodness man because shoot yeah. dude you know no they're the nba has thought this out really well and they've basically been trying to cover their ass to make sure they don't have, <clears throat> have some kind of crazy outbreak i agree man yeah they're doing all right yeah so far so good really and um uh, yeah maybe some maybe the bubble's like the only way to play organized sports it sucks it sucks because you know i I don't know if you're ready to go talk about this one but you know it's whatever i mean i mean we we got we got to talk about it as we're doing it the marlins look at the marlins yes this is news from today 
Yeah, yeah. And this is, I mean, it's a good segue because we're talking about the, the league. We're talking about this. And now, as of today, there's been at least 15 people who work in the organization of the Marlins and up to eight players have tested positive for coronavirus. So they were supposed to play, who are they supposed to play? Baltimore today? Should so they, they canceled. Yeah, yeah, they are. So they canceled, they canceled the games. They canceled the games of those two teams. And they canceled the Yankees and the Phillies today because the Marlins were in the Phillies, the, the visitors' locker rooms. Mm-hmm. So now they, so they don't want the Yankees to come in there and and do that, or or, or the Washington Nationals, or no, I mean, yeah, then the Phillies. So they're trying to figure all this crap out right now. So now they're not able to play. So mm-hmm. I mean, so here's the deal. So imagine this: they, they may have to postpone games. They may have to make games up. You have 60 games in baseball. And now they're saying that, like, hmm. well, may- maybe a bubble idea is good for them. Mm-hmm. You're going to get 30 major league teams to go play 60 games inside a bubble and do the same thing NBA is doing right now? Like, is that possible? <laughs> when are you going to start your season? I mean, you have to stop the season and then start it off in another, like, two weeks yeah. or three weeks when you figure that out. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, and this the Marlins are in outbreak territory. That's going to keep happening. I'm sorry, but it will. If they're traveling, and I, I mean, even if they're getting tested daily, it's, that shit's just going to spread. Right. There's no, right. No and you know that around what, it. Hmm? Well, that, well, that's what they're all saying. Is they're saying baseball is different. A lot of people, even like the big, uh, you know, sports announcers and guys and. They basically said baseball is going to be one of the hardest ones because you're traveling and all the, you know, I mean, granted, you got team planes and stuff, but you're traveling from city to city. You keep moving around and you're in warm weather where people may or may not have symptoms or moving around. And then you got, you, you, you go back to your house that you live in. You may run down the street to grab something to eat. You may go, you go maybe Lou Williams at the strip club. You never know what these players are going to do. Mm. But yeah. they're going to be in their own environment, I'll tell you and I what. think that's what's scary. But that's what's scary about, about the whole situation. That's why the NBA had to go to remote location. You listen to me. It's not going to be the MLB. Is not going to be the worst one. It's going to be football. Football is going to be the hardest one. How many guys are on a football team, dude? And they're all traveling, and they're all going home after the games. Football is the impossible one. I think baseball. I agree. Baseball is not going to be easy. But football is, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Like, I have a fantasy football league, and we're all just looking at each other like, should we even bother? <laughs> I mean, really? Right. How far are they, they going to get two weeks into the season? Maybe three, four weeks but, into the season, and then, and there's going to be an outbreak. There's no question. But, but, but you're right. You're 100% right. That's the whole point about baseball. You literally played the first series. You played three games, yeah. three games, yeah. and now you've got all these people have it on one. Uh, that's on one team. This was the home, the Marlins' home opener was supposed to be today, right? Right. Come on. I mean, happen. come on. We it just, ain't gonna happen. Right. Well, I mean, just here, here, here in Memphis and in, in Shelby County, where we live, the, they came out today, today, saying the kids aren't going to school. They're going to be doing everything virtually. So if, if they're worried about kids doing it, and I mean, and it's a different subject, but if they're worried about kids doing it, what about grown ass adults who are trying to like make a living in flying places, 
staying in hotels, doing stuff. What if the kid? What if the kid at the hotel in San Francisco is really hyped up because he gets the you know the Yankees are coming in town and he gets to hang out with the Yankees and grab their bags and stuff and he kind of has a fever but he didn't fucking tell nobody about it. You know what I'm saying? I do. I mean, I understand that that's way crazy talk, but I mean, what if? And I think that we live in a what if society, and I think these are all what if questions because nobody knows. Yeah, I mean that's. I feel like that's a given. Nobody knows anything. And hey, I applaud the MLB for giving it a giving it a go, trying it out. It doesn't look well, let, realistic. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think the baseball season is going to continue? I think they're going to have to put it on hold. I don't think you can just keep making up games. I think uh, that's if, what yeah. if something like this happens, I think you have to pause all the games, get everybody clear, yeah. and then start back up. Hey, man, if this season How- takes four years, this season takes four years. <laughs> I don't know, How- laddie. I don't know what the answer is. But I'm saying, how are you going to go towards, let's say they have 60 games, you go to the end of it, next thing you know, they say, well, guess what? We have 30 games to make up, or fifth, uh-huh. or even, let's say realistically, realistically, let's say eight games. We have to make up eight games, so we don't know who's in the playoffs, we don't know what's this going on, and then that's kind of an unfair advantage to other teams, because let's say the, the season's over, you're in first place, but you are, or you're in third place, you're in the playoffs, but then again, like, you have some other teams got eight more games to try to take your spot. Like, is that fair? Well, I mean, no, not really. But then again, it is. So, I mean, so I, I just don't see, I just don't see it working. I mean, anybody, it's common sense to me, but anybody that's paying attention to what's going on out there should realize that this isn't, it's not a realistic plan. All right, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I think it's, I think it's, everything is just messed up. I think everybody, I think the whole, uh, I'm going to hate what I'm about to say, but I think everything needs to be put on hold for a year. And I'm talking everything because even with these young kids, even with these young kids who are in high school, what if you're the number one basketball player in the state and all of a sudden they say, well, guess what? You're a senior. You're not going to be able to play basketball this year. Or let's say you're a junior and you're the best football player. You know what I'm saying? In, 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 in your state, and you're not going to be able to play basketball football for a year. You're not going to be able to compete. You're never not going to be able to do this stuff. Like, what's going to happen? What about what about recruiting? How are you going to recruit somebody who hasn't played in two years or a year? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just goes even more and more and more. So, like, you know, you're the number one kid, and you're a senior. You don't get to play basketball this year. All of a sudden, a team drafts you, and you yeah. <laughs> you're or, or, mm-hmm. Yeah, the tough the tough thing it looks like to me would be like where do you start when you when things are coming back to normal, like like how do we like at what what spot do you start as far as putting things back into place? And the easiest answer is called a vaccine. Well, no, I I don't mean that, but as like a sports franchise, <laughs> I mean like as a sport franchise, like what's the first thing you do is to try to get things back on track you know do you do you go out and get a bunch of young guys as a team or do you like lean heavily on veterans these teams these professional sporting uh sports teams are about to lose a lot of money and i don't think there's going to be a lot of money to spend i don't think the nba and free agency this off season 
I don't think there's going to be a lot of money spent. It could get so bad that teams are trading high contract players away. Good players for nothing because they just can't afford them. I mean, this could really get crazy if the money, like how much loss are these owners willing to take? Are they willing to lose $50 million, $70 million in one year? It's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, you. Um, I read somewhere that they've been talking about teams tr- selling draft picks. You can do that. You can s- you can trade your draft pick for cash. They've been ta- I've been hearing about really? people doing that. I've been hearing about teams looking into doing that, and also like the small market teams. The Grizzlies are in a great spot because they don't have a lot of big contracts. Well, you're right. It says I'm reading this thing right here, and it basically says um, this. Now, this was on July 10th is when this article came out from Yahoo. So it's pretty current, you know, let's say within two weeks. But it says uh, basically saying the NBA is launching an unprecedented and ambitious operation, hosting the rest of its game at the central location. What about next season? Coronavirus will likely remain a danger on December 1st when the league hopes to begin. That threatens fan attendance. And basically, it's just saying that they're going to go through a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. NBA owners love to cry poor. The actual map often reveals a different picture. There are compl- are complexities that teams can hide. But basically, what it's saying is these owners are going to lose. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver estimated 40% of the league's revenue comes from ticket sales and game day source. Mm-hmm. 40%, dude. We talked about I think about you said that. that too before. Yeah. Yeah. So – that's 40%. So now you're going to lose that. Now, if you have a home game, you're not getting any concessions. And I wonder how much money you make in concessions a, a game. A couple, couple thousands of dollars, right? Laddie, listen to this. The Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder, their primary, one of their primary sponsors, Chesapeake Energy, filed for bankruptcy in June. That arena is named the Chesapeake Energy Arena, is it not? Well, it's about to be the House of Hoops. Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. At this point, <clears throat> I don't know how we got on this topic, but oh yeah, we were talking about teams not making money. But yeah. There's a few exceptions, but these executives and owners of teams they're not looking for long-term commitments right now from players. They don't want these long, expensive contracts. Right. Hold on. Hey, Bo wants to join us, so I'm going to get him in. All right. Bo. Yo. Bo, welcome. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Bo has made it. Bo, right now, you're in the middle you're coming in in the middle of a conversation that is pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, teams. Like how much money teams are losing because of like the coronavirus and stuff like that. And, and Yeah, I guess so. one general manager said you can already feel it coming. Uh, teams dumping cash, taking off, taking assets off. Is that a bird? I think he's in Star Wars. I'm in the middle of nowhere. All right. 
I was trying to sit on the boat, but uh, apparently it's not going to work. I got to be outside. There's nowhere to be inside. Bo is so on. You're going to hear bir- yeah. bir- birdies. Bo, tell us, tell us what's going on. Where are you? I'm in Wisconsin, in this like middle of nowhere on a lake, on a yacht. Uh, no, <laughs> a, 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 a uh, nice pontoon. Sails out, nails out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, but thanks for but joining in, kind of, Bo. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And what we were kind of talking about is, you know, we, we just kind of talked about like players and stuff. Now, like the Florida Marlins have the coronavirus and or a lot of players have that. So we're talking about, you know, is, is it going to, are they going to finish the season? Are they going to have the season? Is this dumb that they're continuing it? And how much money are these teams losing if they don't have it? And I think that's what a lot of the owners are getting pissed off about is the fact that they don't have an answer for anything, but they keep losing money. Yeah. We, I mean, I, yeah, the, I, I don't think there really is a good answer until we get a certain level of immunity in the immunity. And maybe that's with the vaccine. Maybe that's with herd immunity. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe but, everybody <laughs> catches the virus and has the antibodies <laughs> and they can play ball. Right. <laughs> well, we're hopeful. But then, but then, uh, well, hopefully, there'll be a vaccine by the end of the year and then starting to distribute it early 2021. That would be great, but I'm not holding out for that. Um, um, but this, I, everybody's losing money. Like my buddy, he works in sales and there's like a global shortage on computer stuff. And I mean, he, like the school systems that he sells stuff to, they, they want to buy stuff, but they can't buy it. You know, I think everybody's just, everything has been upended and professional sports is one of those things that, is feeling feeling that sure. i'll tell you this man if i had money in stock on laptops i'm putting all my money into that because i mean we, we what we said earlier is that here in memphis and shelby county they said all the kids are going back to school but they're doing it virtually no one's going into the building well I'll tell so you. now they're gonna have to spend mm-hmm. well they have to spend money on laptops and all that kind of stuff for the kids right now but microsoft stock is up i'll tell you that yeah, Google Google just said all their employees are going to be working from home till 2022, I think, or 2021, yeah. summer of 2021. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. But now you ask them, so should we continue sports like that, or should we, or should they work from home too? Yeah, it looks like the bubble is the only way to do it. In my opinion. well, even in the bubble, I'm sure you guys talked about the Lou Williams picking up food to go from the strip club. We did. And he and he was in another state doing that too. By the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just had to get a steak sirloin. Did you, Bo? Did you? Uh, do you have any takes? I mean, we can go back to some of the stuff we already went through. Did you have any takes? Did you watch any Grizzlies games? Have any takes on that? I watched the the Friday Grizzlies game. Um, I mean, it looks like those guys were just trying to get their their mojo back. Uh-huh. Um, and that's a tough tough opponent with how tall the 76ers are and how good they are defensively. Mm-hmm. So many wings and bodies that can throw to everybody. Yeah, but I don't think they should have like destroyed the Grizz the way they did. Though. Grizz just looked out of it. Grizz just looked bad. It looks, we were kind of saying that it kind of looks like the Grizzlies are struggling to get their level of competition and their consistency back up. Yeah, I well, they played yesterday. I didn't see that. 
How did you guys watch that game? It was a little more of the same. They played better. You, could, I would say they played better, but they're still not there yet at all by any means. Yeah. I watched the whole thing, and we were talking. There were some nasty spills in that game, and I feel like that was kind of like a mental, a mental block where they weren't focusing on what they were doing. They they just look like fish out of water, man. They just I I think they lack the mental maturity to be able to handle this situation right now. They got another scrimmage game to get things back where they need them, and then uh, their first game is against Portland. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a huge right. game. Uh, obviously. Yeah, big big I, game. Uh, well, maybe Coach Jenkins will get his magic back, and the team will start clicking and they can play some decent basketball it'll you know what what can you what else can you really say well they're young we were talking about that too and the team has already overachieved so whatever pressure they're putting on themselves they can really they can probably chill the hell out you know (laughs) like guys just go out there have some fun and play loose don't get hurt in a scrimmage game. well they're playing i mean this they're essentially playing playoff level basketball i mean this is not but like starting with that portland game it will be yeah and they're competitive guys they want to win but so this is a that's a that's a good thing like if they just if they lose all the games they at least made it to the bubble sure yeah but here's the yeah but here's the problem though with the grizzlies is the fact that the team that's on our ass looks better than we do yeah yeah I agree. so well, they've they got nurkic back and they're and the and the pelicans too good yeah absolutely yeah you got two teams that are just kind of right there and i mean if they i mean sacramento's playing right now they got the clippers clippers are up by 10 i told you well, i'll say this i told you hold, if, hold on i told you bastards back when they were still playing that portland was the team i, I was the, worried about yeah you did i didn't i said the grizzlies are gonna go six and two and i'm ready to eat that <laughs> but if the grizzlies do lose and not make it to the playoffs at least the storyline will be there that you know portland or you know, heaven forbid Zion and the Pelicans make it in, but like the storyline there would be really would be fun, and they would pu- push the Lakers. They would be really would really push the Lakers. Though. Yeah, the Portland has if a, they dude Portland against in. the Lakers. I'm sorry, I keep cutting people off today, but Portland versus the Lakers is a good. That's a good matchup. Yeah, that's a good series. I'm sorry. What were you? Saying? Absolutely. I'm sorry. No. Um, no. 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 I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, so do you think uh do you think Memphis will come out in this Miami game and look better or will it be more I don't know, I guess you didn't really watch the last game. When Lenny, is the when is the Miami game? It's not today, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tuesday. Um, let's see Miami's they got Jimmy Butler. I'm trying to think think of their roster. It's been so long since I've thought about they got the that, Miami Heat. They got that Robinson kid who's hitting threes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They had Duncan Robinson. Duncan. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe Jimmy Butler is a, a day off and uh, yeah. the Grizzlies can figure get their footing and figure it out. Yeah. Get a little confidence, get a little mojo, have things go the right way. This last game, I mean, it was, it, I, it's, as, much, as much as I think it was better than the first game, it still was not even close to where they need to be. Yeah. I- you know what? What I saw with the Grizzlies is—is is I think some of the players are trying to do too much. 
you know, and I get it, dude. You're anxious. You're ready. You want to go play. This is about to be playoffs. Like, man, I, I get it, dude. I, you're back with your boys. Like, dude, I get it. But, man, they just look like some straight garbage out there, and they need to get it right, or they're going to go two and six. Um, we got a couple things we have to hit on here, and let's do it since we got Bo here. Let's move along a little bit. First up, I want to do a pick game. Just to reiterate, our pick game is a game that we want to watch. It's not going to be the number one game of the week by any means, but it has entertainment value to us. And we'll, let's kind of look at the schedule here. We got four, is it four days worth of games next week that count. Games that count. So it's the 30th through the 2nd, four days of games. I'll kind of briefly go through the schedule a little bit. Games that jump out at me. Nothing on the 30th, really. Jazz Pelicans. Eh. I don't really. I mean, I may, I'll may. i probably watch that anyway because it's the first real game. But let's not make that our pick game. Memphis versus Portland on the 31st. Looks pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, that's a key game. We'll probably watch that one anyway because we're Grizzlies fans, though. So maybe it should be a different one than that. Um, no, but I think I think that should because I mean that's that, uh, everything else. Yeah, there's a lot of implications there. Yeah, a lot of ramifications there. I'll, I mean, I'm watching that Grizzlies game regardless of what the pick game is. So. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, all right, we're gonna watch that. Right. No, I mean you, you could you could do the Boston Milwaukee just because. Now, granted, it's a big game, but still. Those are like one and two in the East, right? Or one and one and three in the East, and so that that would be a good one. Kind of see how they match up with each other after this whole long hiatus, you know? Yeah, I want to see, I want to see how Milwaukee looks. Mm-hmm. I, I made a point of seeing Milwaukee in person to the past two years. So, I, I I mean that's on. I love watching Giannis. Okay, let's yeah. let's hold on to that one. So right now. I just go with the Grizzlies, to be honest with you. I think that both of those teams have something to prove to where Portland's right there on our butt. We don't look good. We haven't seen really how they are. And every, and both of these teams have to win this game because if, if the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies lose and then Sacramento loses and uh, the Pelicans lose, Portland's right back in that race, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Portland's got some interesting games. They got to play. They've got to play tough games. They, everybody that Portland plays has a better record than them in these eight games. Right. Another one that I was looking at was the Heat Nuggets and Sixers Pacers will be interesting. I think that because Portland is trying to knock Memphis out of the playoffs, I really do like that Memphis-Portland game. Does that need to be our pick game? I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm, if you want to, I'm going to watch that game regardless. So, yeah. and I think we're going to cover it regardless. We are. Portland, Boston. Hmm. I like the nug. I like watching them. Jokic, and the Nuggets are an interesting sleeper a little bit. Yeah, like Nuggets Heat. Laddie. Yeah, I'm cool. Seventy Sixers, Pacers, Nuggets Heat. Hmm. Tough call. I mean, nuggets and heat. There's so many good games. Yeah. There's so many good games. There's a lot of them. 
I don't think it really matters because they're, you know, they're, you're not going to, we're not picking up the, uh, you know, the Knicks and the, uh, well, the, well, what's interesting to me is the chase for the eighth spot in the West. That's really the interesting thing to me. Right. So I personally have come out on here and said many times that I think Portland has the best chance to beat Memphis out of the playoffs. So let's go with that one. Let's make it the pick game. Let's really tune in on it and see if we can find out why whichever team wins won that game. Yeah. All right. And let's try to figure out, based on that game, whether or not we think that team can go through their schedule with wins in these eight games. I mean, Portland, yeah. it's an uphill battle for Portland. It really is. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. But, boy, they got the players to do it, though. C.J. McCollum, mm. he was playing really well this week. Uh, yeah, let's do that. You know, it can be a Grizzlies game. I don't give a All shit. Right. Yeah. July 31st. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that's the best one you got. July 31st. It's on NBA TV. It's at 4 p.m. Grizzlies Blazers. That's our pick game. So we'll be watching that one, and we'll uh, we'll deep dive into it. All right, we got our pick game. There it is. Laddie will be off work. He'll he'll probably be drinking beer, watching it. Four p.m. on a yep on a Friday. <laughs> on a Friday. Is it a th- is it a, is it a three or four o'clock? It's three here, I think. It's four Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that really honestly that might be like the game with the most interesting storyline to it yeah like all these all these games are going to be good but that one and dude honestly like that one and say the grizzlies win against portland i think their next game is against the pelicans no they play the spurs and then the pelicans so I mean that Pelicans game is going to be huge too. Uh, that that spot, that running for the eighth spot, is like the most interesting thing to me right now. That may change, right. but that's where all of my focus is. And not only because it's that's where Memphis is, but like what else are we looking at? Teams jostling for playoff spots. I don't know. Well, like the seeding games are kind of well. Like I think the the East is going to be some, a little bit of jostling, but also just see how these teams react to this weird situation mm-hmm. who looks good who doesn't who's out of sync and who's ready for the playoffs yeah i think we i think we did okay with our pick game what else uh do we have here bo i wanted to tell you last week we talked about um a player that showed up to the bubble positive a couple weeks ago yep. maybe that was Michael Beasley from the Nets. He is no longer. Oh my gosh, was that it? Yeah, that was him. He's no longer in a bubble. <laughs> we couldn't place that him. Was... But uh, yeah, it was Mike Beasley. He's, he was in, and then he was out. That's too bad. And then we talked. Did y'all talk about the the predictions we made about anybody testing positive in the next week within the bubble? Yeah, it was the week, yeah. and then Laddie tried to change it to when the actual season starts. 
But and we were just week by week by week. Yeah, it was week by week, and we had zero cases as yeah. we as we know, as far as we know. Damn yeah. you, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. You know, no, you went to a you went to a strip club. You know, shit. <laughs> that was my guy. That's what I'm banking on. So um, did you, did any of you guys watch watch the firm? The firm, no. Go. I watched uh, another. So anyway. I watched another Tom Cruise movie. Anyway, what? So the firm. Uh, I was thinking about the NBA security and then the firm has their own security. Yeah. And I was thinking that's who the NBA security is. <laughs> the firm, <laughs> the firm guys. Yeah. The firm, Tom, Tom Cruise, you know, uh, I watched a Tom Cruise movie that I somehow never watched from the eighties. You guys, yeah. have you guys seen this one? The color of money? Mm, uh, I don't know if I if I have. It's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's an old movie. It's the one where he plays a pool hustler, and they go on the road, and they and uh, he's got this mentor that's staking him through the. It sounds really familiar, dude. It's so good. <laughs> I had a ball watching it last night. <laughs> <laughs> but the firm security, no, dude, I don't remember that. What are you talking? This about? is a Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I need to revisit that one. <laughs> you do? I guess so. Cuz I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. It's been too long. Obviously, Bo's been either rewatching or thinking about the firm like a lot. <laughs> no, I just you, you brought up the security and Lou Williams and I'm thinking oh. about the firm security. The it firm. just triggered that. The firm. <laughs> it just triggered. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing before we go that we have to get into, we just have to, because we kind of skipped over it when me and Laddie were talking. You guys have obviously watched scrimmage games, and I want to know what your first impressions were. When you first turned on the first game that you watched, I want to know what you what kind of ran through your heads. I thought I thought the setup and the the camera stuff all looked really good. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it kind of reminded me of maybe watching the the Olympics, if uh, or like a FIBA tournament where there weren't that many people there. Like it's like watching like a Serbia Serbia play, I don't know, Ca- Team Canada, and there's nobody in the stands, <laughs> and I'm for some some reason watching that game. Okay. It felt like a real game. It felt kind of like that, if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, I thought it looked really clean, really sharp. When I say clean, I mean there's not a lot of like – I like that the the lines all look clean. There's not a bunch of shit all over the place. It just looks really professional. Um, A lot of the setup, I think, is for perception. Like they've got all the seats spread out on the sideline for the uh, players. I like the uh, the camera work is really tight on the court. So you're not seeing all the empty seats like you do when you watch a baseball team or something. That can take your attention off of the game because you're just like looking at the weird empty seats and you're not even watching a game. I thought they did a good job with that, really focusing on the court, really making it that main attraction one thing I'm curious about that I haven't really been able to find a lot of information on, I think there's 
I think there's three courts. I think there's three, and they all look exactly the same. Huh. <laughs> I think so. How how are they, how else are they starting these games like so quick, one game after another after another? We all know they're staying in three hotels, but I think I was looking at the schedule, and it was an early schedule that came out for these scrimmage games, and I forget what it said, but each game had like a different. There was an HP arena. There was like a Visa arena, and then there was one that just said like the arena. I was like, are there three of these things? I think there are. Well, I think I think you're right because I was just watching it, and like, there's a game going on, and then another one just started. Yeah, and last night the Lakers were playing, and then the other game just started. Last night the Grizzlies game was going on at the same time as another game. I think there's three of them, which is crazy. They made three identical courts. And even, I guess, are they even in the same building? I have no idea. Nobody's, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I know they have three hotels. So maybe there's an arena near each hotel. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I love some of the angles. I think they could use like a wider angle lens when they do those sideline views. Because you just can't right. see enough. It's really hard to watch like that. The, uh, some of the like some of the baseline, three sixty angles are looking really cool. I like seeing it just in a different format like that. Just seeing different looks at the court. I noticed a lot of distance between the sidelines and the baseline, where players can really use that out of bounds space when they're inbounding the ball, if they're trying to save the ball from going out of bounds, they really have nothing to worry about. There's no photographers yeah. at the baseline. There's no fans on the sideline. Yeah? I said I noticed that, too. That was I saw an out-of-bounds save that was much, much easier for the player. Yeah. I think a lot of players look at, like, the stands. Like, they don't want to get hurt jumping into the stands. They don't want to get hurt yeah. slamming into a photographer or something. Yeah, right. but that's so much, so much money with those seats right there under the basket, like the first two rows. Those are expensive seats. Yeah, they just got those are not, those are not going away. They can't move them back. It's there's no change in that. It's but, all coded. But I think these players are going to enjoy. Like that's a going to be a benefit to them. I think that's a one thing that will be to their advantage in this bubble. It's all that extra space there. I think that I thought that was really cool. It just everything looked really well done and and it visually yeah, and the, looked great. The Black Lives Matter on the court looks good too. Yeah. It's, it's, it looks like it belongs. You see it every time the ball goes past a half court line. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Good for the NBA. Kudos to the NBA. Yeah, I think there's three courts. <laughs> uh Indiana, we were talking about Indiana earlier and they looked great Oladipo. They did lose Sabonis to a bubble injury. He hurt himself. He was out of the bubble. Oh, Bo, I saw this one thing. You'll be interested in this. Laddie, you were, you, I don't know if you, do you know who Jonathan Isaac is? Uh, I don't know. Do I? Eh, probably not. He's a young guy. He's 22. He plays for the Magic. Uh-huh. He's been out all year. And uh, me and Bo have kind of gone back and forth on this guy, whether or not he's going to play. Great talent. Great player. He is going to play today. It'll be his first game action since January. 
He's going to play today in the scrimmage. His first game action since I dropped him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my fantasy team was killing it too when he went out. Yeah, he's a good player to have. Uh, double digits, high rebounds. Blocks, steals. Yeah. He's a guy to look out for sure in the future if he can stay healthy. But they're going to get him up on the game. He's going to get up and play today. I don't know how much he's going to play. It could be very short. I don't know. Tom Thibodeau is getting uh, that coaching job at New York. Yeah, I hate. I I hope Dolan lets him do what he kind of wants, man, because he's a good coach. Yeah, they got new management there too. I think uh, that could be an interesting situation. A lot of people hate Thibodeau. They say he runs players into the ground. A lot of players don't like him, but we'll see. At least it'll be some sort of culture and some sort of like stability. It's a five-year deal. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's uh, it'll be an in- interesting experiment for the Knicks. Yeah, I think so. Woj, Woj broke that story coming out of his suspension. There was people were joking that they waited to announce it so Woj, Woj could have it. It's awesome. I believe it, actually. I don't don't not believe it. (laughs) That pretty much covers it for NBA News as far as what I've got. Laddie, do you have anything before we go? Yes, we want to talk about how Memphis made TMZ. Mm, I saw that. And this is non-basketball related. Mm -hmm. But... uh, Long story short, there's a place here in Memphis that me and Jeff have gone to. Bo, you probably know where it is. It's the mini games putt-putt off Summer Avenue. Yeah, like 6,000 Summer Avenue or something like that. Yeah, and basically what it is, man, it's got – they've got, um, you know, putt-putt. They've got go-karts. They have uh, games inside. They also have, like, a driving range. Anyway, the other day, this Saturday, apparently parents dropped off 300 to 400 kids to this place. Now, granted, the coronavirus is going on, and all these businesses have a limited number of people that can come into the building, right? Well, something happened, and basically all these kids got dropped off. And so, so many people were inside. They had to shut the place down, and they said, hey, everyone has to leave. Well, then they said that people wanted to get refunds for their money and their cards and stuff. I want to get my money back if I'm not going to use it kind of thing, which is kind of right. But they said, look, this is too much chaos right now. We need to have everybody leave. Well, apparently two girls, two girls really didn't care. They started like fighting with the people that worked there, meaning they were throwing things at the workers. Then somebody decided to, um, throw a thing of fireworks outside and everyone just caused a huge stampede into the parking lot across the street. And then they have like go-karts and they have like water, they have batting cages and stuff. Now all these kids ran on out there and apparently in the parking lot, there was like fights. People were running all over like the go-kart track or the, the, it was just mayhem that ensued. So we literally talked about that on our radio show today. Like, who is at fault? The parents, the kids, or is it the establishment's place? Is it whose fault is it? And why do you think that kind of happened? And you know, it, it, it kind of seems that in Memphis sometimes it always happens like that, where where young kids destroy things and it makes it no good anymore to a point. 
I just kind of wanted to see what y'all thought about it since y'all live here, or Bo, you did live here. We'll see what y'all thought about it. Bo, you want to take this one first? Sure. I think the parents of those children are desperate and just wanted to give them something to do. There's you know, no schools. There's no church. There's there's like literally nothing, and and so they, you know, I, I, there was there was actually three to four hundred kids there. That's the that's the actual number. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a, that's what they're they're saying. Yeah, that's 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 really unfortunate. Um, it's too much. I I just think we we're at the point with this pandemic where we should just be staying home. It sucks but you should have like a small bubble of people you hang out with a very small bubble and try to stay home as much as possible. And definitely don't be taking your kids to putt putt and dropping them off. Well, what they're saying is this, is that it was an online kind of thing. And all these kids basically said, Hey, we're all going to meet up here. We're all just going to meet uh, up here. And their parents decided just to drop them off. So they were so like f- underage kids. They were it, like was a fla- it was old. essentially like a flash mob of kids. <clears throat> yes. So the yeah. kids, then it's probably the kids organized it with social media. The parents didn't know what was going on, and then it just it just blew up. Yeah, right. And like they were thirteen year olds, so like they can't drive; they're juveniles, right? So um, they're young adults. They, they, it was a big, like I said, it was a big deal. Then so there was other videos to where these people showed up into the parking lot and was like, "Oh my god!" They filmed on the way out and. Have you ever remember those high school football games we would go to to where like at once the game was over, everyone would just be like walking on the side of the road back to your cars. And it was like hundreds of people, you know, that's exactly what it looked like. It just looked like there was kids all over just across the street, walking down the street because they're not going to sit there and wait for their parents. All the cops showed up and told everyone to kind of leave. So everyone just kind of just ran. So Summer Avenue was just full of kids. <laughs> dude packed out full of kids and so they all were like i mean so i guess we're talking about whose fault is it like i mean when you go into a building like that you're 13 years old and they're saying hey look right now we can't be giving any you know they're telling them we can't give any refunds we're trying to get everybody out right now and figure out what the hell is going on and then you start destroying property and throwing things at people that's called assault i don't care how old you are it's sad so why are they why are the kids acting like that a, you know, they shouldn't be doing that. But I mean, is it the fact they're not learning this crap at home? Is it the fact that they've been, well, no, is it the it, fact that they're kids? Or is it the fact that they've been quarantined up for four months? Because let me tell you, when I was 13 years old, my mom's dragged me, or they, my parents took me to like, like Fame City Waterworks or Astro World or one of these, you know, amusement park places. Dude, if somebody said, hey, man, I can't do this, I'm not going to try to fight you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, that just takes two people out of, you know, that huge group and it, the mob mentality just takes over, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and so I just think it's, it was just a huge cascade effect of those kids organized something on social media. Then the place got overwhelmed with that many kids getting dropped off. Mm-hmm. You know, like if the kids keep getting dropped off and, and not all at the same time. There's not going to be that many cars there. Does it look that busy when you drop your kids off? You're like, okay, fine, whatever. Wear your mask. Here's 20 bucks. I'll be back in an hour. And then it just the whole thing just blew up. Right. It's yeah, no, this, this was different. It's unfortunate so, because it's sad that it makes Memphis look really bad. This was picked up by a national news me, uh, news outlet. It's just sad because it, it, all it shows is the 
pandemonium and chaos and right. it makes Memphis look really bad. Obviously these kids don't realize the effect that that's putting on our city, but it just does not look good at all. So, um, breaking news, just saying that TMZ was one of the news places that actually reported it as well. Once it makes TMZ, you're, you're kind of fucked to be honest with you. Um, anyways, now it's saying that, uh, Memphis putt-putt center wants to press charges against the girls who threw things at their employees. It says the mini golf complex that became overwhelmed by hundreds of children wreaking havoc once the teens caught on camera destroying things to be punished in court. Police officers were already meeting with the putt-putt fund center management in Memphis Monday when general manager, whatever, I'm not going to say his name, uh, told us he wants to press charges against the girls in the video seen throwing plexiglass and other large objects. Mm-hmm. We're told management is trying to identify the girls and they already have some promising leads after combining social media. Sounds like some of the alleged perpetrators might have been bragging about the shenanigans. Management tells us it's going to cost $300 to replace the damaged plexiglass, plus smaller repairs for broken, broken flower pots and everything. Yeah. Memphis Police Department tells TMZ one juvenile summons was written for a 13-year-old boy for disorderly conduct, conduct and they're still investigating others. Okay. So that, that just came out like, 10 minutes ago. So now they're saying, uh, we're going to press charges against these people. And you go online talking about this stuff. Dog, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. It's not great. This will blow over. It's not the end of the world right. either. Nobody got hurt. Nothing got, nobody got murdered or nothing. The police didn't burn down or anything. You know, it'll blow over. Uh, right. if anything, the kid, these kids, like if they had been going there or if they liked enjoying going there, Without their parents being there, they screwed themselves. Because at this point, it's going to be adult supervision from here on out. It ain't going to be no like so that's what, dropping kids off anymore. Well, that's what they said. They said that that now you can go in there, but it's basically going to be like either two or three kids Who's to in charge every here? one adult. Right, right, to the one adult. And the adult has to be over the age of like 40 or something or yeah. 45. Who's in charge here? Like they're gonna. So when I have a problem, yeah, I they're can gonna, go to you. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna check IDs now for people, and then they said if you walk in there and you do not have an adult with you, like they don't care, they're checking IDs. They're gonna uh, you can't go in. Like that's just bottom line. So yeah. so so if you're six, so if you're two eighteen year olds and you want to go in there and play some game, ain't happening, Captain. <laughs> Pretty much. Why, well, maybe eighteen. Why, maybe, maybe, why maybe, can't maybe two eighteen year olds? I don't get it. No, I think eighteen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think eighteen, but I think like. Yeah, two 14-year-old kids. Yeah, two 14-year-old kids without adult supervision aren't going to be able to go hang out up there anymore. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. You've ruined it for everyone. Every kid that liked hanging out up there is not doesn't have that liberty anymore. So congratulations. All it takes. I think I think that's the well, Hmm. I think that's the bad part is too, is that like I mean, like some of these these kids are using these places to get out of the house. To go and do something and try to act normal for a little bit, which I do not blame them. I understand that. But shit, man. I mean, if you don't have any home training to like not throw shit at somebody, then this is what's going to happen. And then now you just ruined it. Now, I mean, I don't know. It, it just sad. It makes it's you wonder. So it, it does make you wonder why those kids thought it would be okay in any circumstance to act that way. It's totally not. And when I was that age, I was kind of wild and crazy. But, like, I wasn't trying to destroy, like, 
I wouldn't have the nerve to go inside of a business and start throwing shit at the people that were there working. That's insane. Trying to damage property. Like we did some fucked up shit, but it wasn't anything like that. Well, he, one of our callers made a good point and this is complete devil's advocate, but they were kind of right to a point. They said, these kids mimic things that they do. So what have you been seeing for the past seven or excuse me, for the past two and a half months? You've seen protesters. So it doesn't matter if wh- however you feel about the protesters, but I don't care what news channel you watch. It shows people looting. It, show, it shows destruction. I don't care what the fuck it is. It's destruction. Even if it's right or wrong, regardless, it shows people bashing things, breaking things, doing things, fighting police, standing up for themselves, standing up for this, but telling people to fuck off. When you have people looking at cops saying, fuck you and throwing things at cops and nothing happens to them. Well, what do you think if you're a young impressionable, impressionable kid, you're going to be like, Oh, I can do that too. Nothing, you know, fuck the cops, fuck this person, fuck that. I'm going to do this in that kind of, and I'm not saying that's that person's mentality, but it doesn't help the situation. You know what I'm saying? You put that shit in our face and someone's going to be like, well, man, you're right, man. Fuck them. I'm going to do the same thing. You know, yeah, unfortunately, this was just random violence. It didn't have to do with any kind of protesting or movement. It was just it looks like teenagers not knowing how to handle themselves and getting overwhelmed and losing their shit. Right. And acting, and, and I, acting, I think, acting quite frankly, like fools. Right. And it's sad because Memphis is a great city. Memphis has a lot to offer. You're in the middle of a pandemic to where, you know what? Kids need some type of release. So they go to a place like this to play video games. Like Bo, you said, here's 20 bucks and I'll pick you up in an hour. Kids need that stuff. You can't go to the movie theater right now to watch a movie. You can't go out and do the things that you're supposed to do during the summer. So now we're going to try to use this. But guess what? You done fucked it up for everybody. And now what are you going to have? Well, let's go back to square one. Let's Uh, go back to the house. Or let's just roam the streets. I don't know. I'll tell you what would be a cool thing. I think, uh, you know, having thought about this for a second here, uh, would would be if Putt-Putt did put on some sort of Let's say once a month, they orchestrate a big kids day. Like, hey, let's be ready for 500 kids. Yeah, there's going to have to be chaperones. Maybe one adult for every 10 kids, I guess. Something like that. You can't get that that many people in there right now. Well, it's a big place, though. It really isn't that small. It's a big property. There's a lot to do. But let's say, okay, maybe it's a couple hundred people. But what if the business tried to work with the community and try to set up like, hey, 200 people at a time, whatever, you can wait in line to get in. I don't know. But that would be interesting because obviously there's a demand. Uh, there's a, the kids, you know, as Laddie's saying, do need some where to go, some kind of outlet, something to do. That would be interesting if if the uh, company kind of like worked with the community and said, "Hey, look, let's not be enemies. Let's let this go. You know, let bygones be bygones, and kind of like work with the kids to like let's have some fun and work together. And maybe the business would be prepared for that kind of volume." And maybe they do you know it what? every other week. Maybe they do it once a month. I don't know. 
That's not bad idea, Jeff. That's a real not bad idea. I mean, maybe I could get involved with my radio station and uh, and yeah. do something to where we get in touch with them. And you know, maybe twice a week we do like age groups. Do from like eleven, to, you know, eleven to thirteen year olds get to go yeah. in for this day, like one hundred and fifty kids, and then yeah. two days later grab the fourteen to sixteen year olds or something like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, and say, look, we want everybody to have somewhere to go, but it's got to be safe and it's got to be. It's got to be organized a little bit. You can't, y'all can't, like, everybody, all the kids in the neighborhood can't just be showing up all at once. That's crazy. Like, they're not right. staffed maybe, for that. <laughs> right. Maybe you had to have certain chaperones for each kid and yeah. stuff like that. Or you, you, you could sign up something and be like, I'm going to show up and I'm bringing, these are the three of the kids I'm bringing. Yeah, and work with the parents, too, and say, look, we need chaperones. We need people around to, you know, just to be around. Like, See, that's not a really bad idea at all, man. Yeah. Oh, maybe something will come of that. Godspeed to you. Uh, hopefully, there's a parent out there that is thinking like I'm thinking, and and uh, and says, "Look, wait, let's not ruin it for everybody. Maybe we can work with this business, and we can all work together." That's uh, not a bad idea. Yeah. Because right now, as it stands, like. Mm, it don't look like anybody's gonna be able to really hang out at Papa, especially without like what do you gotta have your mom there with you the whole time? Uh, as a yeah, 14, 15 year old. Kid. 14, 15 year old, like that's not the kind of good time you're looking for. <laughs> Hanging out with the parents. <laughs> but you know what? And it sucks. It just sucks because you know, when we were when we were growing up, man, I'd go to the mall, I'd go to Astroworld, I'd I'd go to certain places. And I was 13 years old, and I never did anything wrong. We weren't cooped you know, up. I, I, well, that that's true too. That's mm-hmm. true too. There's a lot of things that play into this thing, you know. And it just it's just sad, bottom line. It's just yeah. sad for the kids. And, I agree. It's sad for you know everybody. What? If I was if I was 14 years old and I was a kid right now, I wouldn't know what the hell to do, but I would try to do something and get into some sort of some shit. You know, that's bottom line. Yeah, I don't think there's really a whole lot more to say on it. That's yeah i just hope it kind of blows over i hope maybe the community and the business can work together on this situation i don't have kids i'm probably just gonna stay out of it but i like going up there and uh, who knows what would happen like could you imagine if you were up there maybe hitting on the driving range and all that's going down like shit man like some kid just start running out yeah i mean i ain't scared of no kids but like i don't know it's not a situation I would really prefer to be in. I think hundreds, well, I've hundreds of, of kids acting crazy. Right. So yeah. the business has an oppor- the, the business has an opportunity to make people feel safe there again and to work with the community and, and, and hopefully they'll take that route. But they are. They already said they got security guards and they've got they're, yeah. they're, and they're changing some rules and stuff. But I also, mean it's their the obligation to make their employees feel safe too. But but also like you and I have been to putt putt a hundred times, Jeff. The bottom line too is that the employees of the putt putt are sixteen and seventeen years old. True. Like like they're kids. So you know, if I'm a big thirteen year old and a sixteen year old is going to tell me what I can do, man, you may not do that. You know, and that's just you know, you never know. So it's just it's kids trying to border around another kid, right. and that's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Like who's really in charge here? It's all kids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Look. We're getting uh, kind of long, Laddie. 
I appreciate you coming on for the whole day today, not taking a like a vacation half day or anything. <laughs> well, I don't. If I had a boat, I would definitely be on it right now. I promise you that. Bo, I'm just jealous. It's just I'm just green with jealous rage. You get to go it's, do things. It's like 75 degrees here too. Yeah, yeah. Blow oh it out. God. Mm-hmm. Well, enjoy it, Bo, because it ain't gonna last forever. <laughs> no, it's not. Enjoy your vacation. Enjoy being with the family, really, though. Yeah. Um, Laddie, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Let's talk this week. I'll keep in touch. But until then, everybody be safe out there, and please try to wear a mask. Yes. Until next time. All right. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That's right. Album number 10. Short dogs in the house. Let's get close to the end, y'all. We're gonna kick it like this on the last album. Now let me holla at your partner. Spit this game. Bend your ear for a minute. Quit complaining about how you can't spin it. Cause you ain't got it, you got what it takes but not enough to get started I hope you get the message, no it's not a Texas Just me riding the jet, they can't arrest me or bust me I'm still hungry, I want some more stuff Get fat and watch my whole crew blow up So get yours and buy my new album Peep the game and don't be like Calvin Get everything you want, get real, get your mail Get your girl to make bail and get your ass out of jail You should be getting it, everything you want Everything you dreamed of, never have the front You should be getting it, getting money I'm talking about you black, don't laugh, it ain't funny You should get a good lawyer, like Johnny Cochran Swear to tell the truth, hell no, I didn't pop Get your kids in school so they can get an education Get a degree and take a vacation You see, I got all my game from the streets of California Young millionaire with no high school diploma Living real good, taking care of my folks Roll up a fat one for the players to smoke Short dog in the house I know you ain't tripping Cause life is too short You gotta get in where you fit and stop looking For what you never seem to find It ain't what you think You gotta read between the lines Cause life ain't long for a young black man Trying to make money doing all he can Selling dope, don't you hope he would go to class But the boy makes money and he makes it fast With the 20s on top and the 50s on bottom A flock of top notches over Yes, we got them. It's been a long time since I first got down, but I still keep making these funky sounds. Get your money, man. Get yours.
get yours. You should be getting it. I know you're tired of being broke, just hanging out. You got a lot of dreams, but you can't get out. The first thing you need to do is set yourself some goals. Think positive, everything else is old. And work hard, never stop hustling. Cause they just love to see the black man struggling. So what are you saying, Todd? It's time to come up. Dollar bills in the air, he said meet me at the White House and I was there Cause I'm one in a million, black men rising They wanna keep me down but I always surprise them. Spend my money in the hood, I know it's all good and you should do the same I told you peep the game from too short You know I'm the man, I lend my brother a hand Cause I know I can, I keep going and going But I'm not the pink bunny, instead of beating on the drum I never stop thinking money, I'm getting all I can you don't just slip I can't wait to get to heaven just to have a grip When I was broke, I couldn't afford a meal But now I'm rich, I can't be fake, I got to keep it real It's been a long time, baby, since I first got down But I still keep making these phony sounds Get it while I get it. 